Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This morning, light at the end of the tunnel. Brisbane preparing to emerge from a three-day lockdown. Sydney COVID concerns, a shopping centre on alert as the emergency department of a major hospital closes. Summer sizzler, Melbourne to swelter through one of its hottest days in 12 months. And bulk vaccine hubs open across the UK as Britain struggles to get on top of the COVID outbreak. This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. Contact tracers are desperately trying to ensure the UK strain of COVID-19 is not circulating undetected in Brisbane as the city enters its final day of lockdown. Despite Queensland recording zero locally acquired cases, the Premier and the Chief Health Officer have not yet confirmed that the restrictions will actually end tonight. Can I see tomorrow's case numbers before I respond, please? Monday 6pm is the day and we'll be updating you again tomorrow uh, morning at 9 o'clock. Testing numbers across the state soared yesterday, surpassing 19,000. There are COVID concerns for a Western Sydney hospital after its emergency department closed overnight. Patients have been transferred out of Mount Druitt Hospital and ambulances diverted with security in full protective gear. Alerts are also in place for a Thai supermarket in Marrickville and Bankstown Central Shopping Centre after three new cases were reported. The main threat has to some extent subsided. We are still mopping up. And that's why all of us have to be on high alert. It comes as Northern Beaches residents have been reunited following a three-week COVID lockdown. Restrictions are now in line with the rest of Greater Sydney. There's growing pressure to reopen Victoria's borders after promising signs Australia's COVID outbreaks are almost under control. The state recorded no new community cases yesterday, but the easing of border restrictions is yet to be determined. The number of Victorians stuck in New South Wales is now at 8,000. A decision on when they can come home is likely to be made within days. 
With more than one in 10 Australians saying they'll refuse to take the COVID vaccine, the federal government has announced a multi-million dollar advertising blitz to encourage everyone to get on board. The campaign will target key groups with personalised messaging, hoping to stamp out misinformation being shared on social media. With the COVID vaccine billed as the way out of the pandemic... The more people that can be vaccinated, the better. The government now moving to ease any lingering concerns. We know that there are some uh, parts of the community who are more hesitant about, about vaccines. Launching a comprehensive $24 million advertising campaign to encourage everyone to get the jab. It'll be rolled out through social media as well as on TV and in newspapers with targeted and tailored messaging for multicultural and Indigenous communities. It's really important that we don't have a one-size-fits-all advertising campaign for this vaccine. Pregnant women or those planning to conceive will also be the focus, with research showing females aged between 30 and 39 most likely to hold concerns about vaccine safety. Let's see the government put a focus on factual information so that our community is best informed. The campaign also looking to combat the rise of social media influencers spreading anti-vaccination messages to their followers on Facebook and Instagram. Experts saying while the jab won't be mandatory, people still need to be able to make an informed choice. People are shaping their views, they've got a lot of information hunger, um, the government needs to get this right. Taylor Aiken, 7 News. New government figures show covid fueled tax cuts have increased household incomes by around $7 billion over the past six months. Political reporter Rob Scott is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Rob. There's even more to come this financial year. Good morning. Yes, there are, Jody. Almost 8 million workers have taken home an extra $760 over the past six months as a direct result of those tax cuts. Concessions which were introduced to help encourage more spending after the economy nosedived as a result of COVID restrictions. Now, new data from the ATO shows more than $1 billion has flowed to workers as part of the government's fast tracking of the stage two tax cuts. Another $6 billion has been paid under the low and middle income tax offset. Most of the savings to date have gone to New South Wales, where 2.4 million people received the offset worth $1.8 billion. And $340 million was refunded through the Stage 2 tax cuts. At the last budget, the government predicted more than 11.5 million people were expected to get a tax cut this year. The Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, says the measures will create around 100,000 jobs by the end of the year. Now, while the changes have given a much-needed boost to pay packets over the summer, that will begin to scale back in the next financial year as the low and middle tax offset ends. Jody. OK, Rob Scott in Canberra, thank you. Cricket Australia is investigating what some have called spirited language at yesterday's third test against India. While fielding on the boundary, Indian cricketer Mohammed Siraj claims he heard verbal abuse coming from the crowd. Play was halted for several minutes before five men were removed from the ground. But New South Wales police say no laws were broken. Witnesses claim the men were commenting about his name being similar to Shiraz and saying welcome to Sydney. The nation's south is being hit by a scorching heatwave today after a relatively mild start to the year. The mercury is tipped to reach a sweltering 37 degrees in Melbourne this afternoon. It's a similar story in Adelaide, 37 degrees also the top there. That warm weather will shift north through the day. It will be 28 in Sydney today and 29 tomorrow. 
Buildings have been set alight again on Christmas Island. It's the second riot that's erupted in a week at the detention centre where hundreds of criminals are awaiting deportation. In Christmas Island, it's a mental torture. We don't know what's going on. We don't know. We're just stuck here like caged animals. Tear gas had to be used to stop the detainees, some describing the scenes like a war zone with fires everywhere. Police are waiting to speak to a man whose wife and children were killed in a Melbourne house fire. The woman and her three children were found huddled in an upstairs bathroom after the blaze was doused by fire crews. A man managed to escape the burning home and is now in an induced coma in hospital. New South Wales police are calling for help to track down a man who abused staff at a Sydney McDonald's. Security video shows him smashing a cash register to the ground and yelling at staff who had apparently asked him to check in using a QR code. Officers say it happened on Saturday at Kellyville. Australians are being warned the cost of childcare could blow out, with already expensive fees expected to rise well above inflation for years to come. That means some parents will need to choose between their job or their child's care, working mums set to be among the hardest hit. The no. Accountant Tatiana Callanan sends her little girl to daycare five days a week. It is very expensive and knowing that it's going to rise, that's not a good news now. Tatiana pays up to $800 a week in fees and says she'll reconsider how often she puts her daughter into care if prices continue rising. I'll probably think twice about putting my daughter five days, probably do more like four, but that means I have to work less. Education department documents revealing daycare fees are projected to rise 4.1% annually for the next four years, far outstripping the cost of inflation since the new childcare subsidy was introduced in 2018. This is a far cry from the Prime Minister who only two and a half years ago announced that this system would be a once in a generation reform for early childhood education. Expensive daycare fees can deter women from going back into the workforce. Experts say when they rise, it will be harder for mums to juggle life as a working parent. During COVID, a lot of parents pulled out of their care because their hours dropped. Second income earners, many women with a lot of very valuable skills are actually turning down work. Samantha Brett, Seven News. Search crews looking for the wreckage of an Indonesian passenger jet which crashed into the Java Sea have located the plane's black box flight recorder. Divers searching the seabed have found human remains and wreckage at the crash site. The Boeing 737 disappeared just minutes after takeoff from Jakarta on Saturday. The plane plunged 3,000 metres in just 60 seconds. 62 Indonesians were on board. Israel has begun administering second doses of the coronavirus vaccine as the world's fastest vaccination campaign gathers pace. Almost 20% of the population has been vaccinated, including more than 70% of the over 60s. Israel is currently under its third nationwide lockdown. The country has recorded more than 480,000 coronavirus cases and more than 3,500 deaths. 
Spanish army troops have been brought in to help clear snow-covered streets to allow access to hospitals, airports and food distribution centres after the worst snowstorm in living memory. The blizzard left at least four people dead. Thousands were trapped in cars or at train stations or airports. The Spanish government is sending convoys of COVID-19 vaccines and food supplies to areas still cut off by the snow. Seven vaccine superhubs are preparing to open across England, allowing thousands of people to receive the coronavirus jab each day. So it's going to be a seven-day-a-week service running from eight till eight, seven days a week. At this present time, we will be able to fluctuate depending on the demand, um, but that's what we're starting off with to begin with. The British government has set up the mass vaccination centres in a bid to meet its target of inoculating 15 million people by the middle of February. Vets are reporting a shortage in a major drug used to combat anxiety in pets. The Therapeutic Goods Administration claims an unprecedented demand for Prozac could see doses withheld for months. Prozac has become increasingly popular for use in dogs and cats and is commonly used to treat separation anxiety. It's believed increase in demand has been linked with owners returning to work after a sustained period at home with their animals. Checking finance now, Wall Street's strong start to the new year continued over the weekend. The Dow Jones edged higher on Saturday, so did the Nasdaq. In London, the FTSE closed up and so did Germany's DAX. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,848 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 56 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 77.59 US cents, 80.64 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. South Australia's distillers are in good spirits, with the state government announcing plans to turn it into the country's gin capital. $50,000 will go toward developing a blueprint to grow the already booming local industry. There are about 50 distilleries in South Australia now, and most of those businesses have gone from extremely small businesses to medium-sized businesses in the space of only two or three years. Gin makers employ more than 1,000 South Australians. The pandemic will continue to be the overwhelming driver of people's concerns this year, according to a new study. The Ipsos Issues Monitor survey showed the economy and unemployment to be the top two concerns, followed by healthcare, living costs and the environment. The survey also shows the uncertainty surrounding these worries was pushed to new levels last year and may continue to climb. Outgoing US Vice President Mike Pence has confirmed he will attend the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden in 10 days' time. US Bureau Chief Ash Mullaney is in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Ash. This move puts Mike Pence at further odds with President Donald Trump. Yeah, Mike Pence has been unfailingly loyal to Donald Trump, Jody, over the past four years. But all reports are that that relationship has soured, that the pair hasn't spoken since Wednesday's siege at the Capitol, which forced the vice president into a bunker with his family as the angry mob demanded that he be hung outside. His spokesperson confirming that the vice president will be here at the Capitol uh, on the 20th of January to witness Joe Biden sworn in as President of the United States. Uh, this coming, of course, after a day of so much chaos uh, and bloodshed here at the Capitol, something that has prompted calls for Donald Trump's resignation this morning. That call coming from his own party. Take a listen. Well, I think the best way for our country, Chuck, is for the president to resign and go away as soon as possible. I would certainly hope, and I actually do believe, 
that the president has disqualified himself. I don't think he's a viable candidate for office ever again because of the outrageous behavior in the post-election period. Now, it's hard to overstate the significance of Pat Toomey's comments. We could see articles of impeachment introduced as early as tomorrow, a vote on that by this week, but ultimately Donald Trump would be tried and potentially convicted in the Senate where we are now seeing cracks in Republican support. Jody, Fascinating stuff. OK, Ash, thank you. Australia needs eight wickets to reclaim the Test Series lead over India. Steve Smith smashed 81 to follow his first inning century. Cameron Green reached a maiden Test half-century before belting four sixes. India heads into the final day, needing 309 runs to beat the Aussies. Seven's live coverage continues from 9.30am Eastern. A Dan Christian masterclass has secured the Sydney Sixers a three-wicket win over the Brisbane Heat. Skipper Chris Lynn opened the Heat's batting, causing damage, hitting back-to-back boundaries. Chasing 149, the Sixers were off to a slow start before a Dan Christian-Dan Hughes partnership helped them take charge. Following Hughes' dismissal, their hopes of a win rested entirely on Christian's shoulders. A match-winning knock on the final ball, sending the Sixers back to the top of the Big Bash table. Melbourne Victory have thrashed rivals Melbourne City 6-0 in the first Melbourne derby of the W League season. Matilda's veteran Lisa Devanna played a starring role, setting up the opening goal, taking part in the build-up in another later in the first half before scoring her own in the 72nd minute. Still Lisa Devanna, Devanna with the shot! Now she gets her just reward. Victory netted another three goals in the final ten minutes. The win lifts them to third on the ladder. Leeds have suffered a humiliating FA Cup exit after a 3-0 loss against Crawley Town. Chelsea are through to the next round with a comfortable 4-0 win over League 2 team Morecambe. Mason Mount marked his 22nd birthday in style, taking the Blues into the lead in the 18th minute. Timo Werner finally ended his goal drought late in the first half. Another two goals proved the Blues are back to their winning ways. It's their first win in four games. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, upper level moisture from a low in the tropics is creating cloud over WA, Victoria and Tasmania. Onshore flow is bringing low level cloud to parts of southeast Queensland and New South Wales. Around the capitals, partly cloudy, a top of 28 degrees in Brisbane, Sydney sunny with a top of 28 as well, sunny and 33 in Canberra, hot, mostly sunny in Melbourne, 37 the top, late showers in Hobart heading for 36, a top of 37 in Adelaide, partly cloudy today, Perth sunny and 32 and a possible thunderstorm and 33 in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Monday the 11th of January.